What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of DJ Coffee Talk. Today, we sit down and share a cup of coffee with Jeff Griffith. He's known by the name Low Audio. He is a native Arizona tech house artist who frequently performs in venues throughout Tucson and Phoenix. Jeff lives for the groove and is working daily to make a name for himself in the industry. He signed with Hot City Records last year and has since released two records, Walk Away and Nothing Hurts. Both are fantastic and we encourage you to check them out. He takes a break from his hustle and shares a cup of coffee with us this episode. We discuss his journey in the music industry, his perspective on the local Arizona music scene, and explore his perspective on house music. We also talk about an assortment of other topics we're probably not qualified to talk about. It was great. Before we jump into conversation, here's a quick sneak peek of the coffee break that Loadia sent us. This particular segment is a actually unreleased song that he sent us uh, through the mix, and it's sounding really fucking cool. It's, uh, the title is, I hope he's okay with me sharing this with you, is going to be called The Sound. So check it out, and if you like the, the vibe of the music, go ahead and check out the full mix anywhere you find your podcasts. Don't go too far because we jump right into conversation after that. We are here with Jeff Griffith. Griff- Griffith. Griffith. I knew I was going to fuck that up. Um, <laughs> that uh, is a DJ and producer under the name Low Audio. My question for you, Jeff, to start off the podcast is, if you were to have an alter ego named High Audio, what type of music would you play and produce? Like, what's, what's some of your guilty pleasures that you would pursue with an alter ego? Alter ego. I'd play, like, I would choose like more like warehousey, warehousey, like dark techno, like that stuff. Yeah, just like high big synths and like over a hundred and forty BPM. Do you feel like you're unable to release that type of stuff as low audio or you, like just not at this point in time not at, this point. Love to see that. <laughs> not, not at this point in time like maybe in the future when, yeah. like, i have more of a name for myself yeah. yeah like i think you have to like stick to like a good sound for your like self and then after that you can start like 
create your own sound, yeah. then you can kind of deviate yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, I think, would you consider what you produce under to be like kind of tech house? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So for people, I would probably throw ourselves in this group that don't understand the subdivisions of house music. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah. How would you define, uh, you call it warehouse, warehouse or like tech house? Tech like, what house? Yeah. Um, I would like, like tech house kind of like, so it has more like rolling bass lines. Mm -hmm. So it's more focused on like bass lines and percussion. Mm -hmm. And there's more synth work than what you would take like Chicago House. Right. Which is like more stem from like organic instruments like piano, trumpet, saxophone, strings. Got it. And like vocals from like disco and like more like uplifting vocals, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like Tech House is a little more, it has more grit than like normal house. Okay. More, more grit, more, yeah. more electronic, more, more like, yeah, okay. rolling, rolling bass line. Cool. Where was the origin of house music? Did you know? House it music? seems like you have like a deep background. In yeah, it. I'm kind so of, you I, yeah, I love house music, so yeah. it's like I want to know about what I'm like coming into. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, house, house nerd. It originated in Chicago. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So it's a, it's an American genre. That's so cool. Yeah. And same as techno too. What's in Detroit? No shit. This yeah, seems like such really. a European thing. Now. Yeah. Well, just, well, when people like, say like house music, house and techno was born mm -hmm. in the U.S. Yeah. And it was like brought up in the U.K. Oh, interesting. Raised by you, born in born in the U.S. Yeah, because America didn't like it. Yeah. Well, when it this, came out, yeah. yeah. It's very much much like a counterculture at yeah, the time, right? Exactly. Like it stems awesome. from like gay culture, like. Mm -hmm. All that stuff, so it's like, like these people are having fun. Exactly. Too much fun. Yeah. Too much fun. Yeah, so like Smiling people didn't much. like allow it at their clubs and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. So people like, we'll go somewhere else. Is it is it big in San Francisco too for a while? Or yeah. That, yeah, yeah. All the major cities like I think. New York, San Francisco, mm -hmm. Chicago. Yeah, just spread. Yes, exactly. Around. I wonder. It really was a jump when it became mainstream too. Yeah, I think like big room like helped like I don't know. Like especially with, like tech houses. Yeah. Or I guess like like a VG, like having we're talking like a normal like American population understand what it is. Yeah. Like the more like ED like when EDM became popular, I feel like yeah. I feel like it was a few big pop bands that really just pop's not the right word for it, but they they got they broke into like the wider scene. Yeah. People started hearing it. I mean, like, um, we think, like, Fat Boy Slam, like, he had, like, Funk Soul Brother, that was, like, like, Fox right about now. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that track. And that's, yeah. like, a, um, Fat Boy Slam's, like, one of those OGs. Yeah. And it's, like, that was, like, a huge track. Right? Yeah. That's so cool. I think it's, like, the, the structure or, like, certain things that allow it to become a little more mainstream, or do you think it's just totally perception of, of the audience that change? Um, I don't know. I think I think house music is like it's such a niche like style. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of like swagger to it, a lot of like different nuance than a lot of like electronic music. Like if like I don't consider house and techno that's because it came first. Came after, so okay. it's not EDM. Okay. Um but I I don't think it's not for everyone. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not supposed to be for everyone. So Fair. I don't 
think it's ever really what we turn on in America. Right. Turn on the radio. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be like rock and rock and roll. No. But sometimes that would just be on like 60, 70, yeah. that was just everywhere. I mean, like, if you look at, if you, like, look at Lady Gaga's, like, new album, there's a lot of, like, house feel and, yeah. like, disco feel to it. Um, just in general, I think, in pop yeah. music now, there's a lot of it. I think, like... It's, in, it's becoming trendy. Because, like, all, a lot of, like, amazing producers are, like, making this style of music. So I think, like, these artists, like, hear this music and they're like, wow. Mm-hmm. And they want to, like, hold them in. Yeah. Like, oh, like, build their albums. In a way, do you think it would be, like, do you think Real Housewives are people that really appreciate where it came from? Do you think that would diminish the appreciation for it if it if it became a little bit more yeah. mainstream since it started as such, like, a sub, subculture? Yeah. Thing? I don't know. I don't know. I think we'd have to see it to find out. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't think it's ever going to be, like, everyone's Which would be a nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't see that being a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, can you talk to us a little bit about how you've been getting into production relatively recently, yeah. if that's fair to say, and yeah. kind of where, where that came from and, um, you know, what was it like just jumping straight into it? Because you didn't waste any, any time from what you're telling us. Right. It was just like, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah, so pretty much in, like, the beginning of 2020 is, like, when I started to learn how to produce. Uh-huh. And... Um, I always knew, like, I wanted to produce. It's just, like, I always was, like, making excuses. Like, I'm too busy. Oh, like, I can learn later, you know? Like, mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, I just want to play the show. It's like, so I was, like, quarantine happened. I was like, all right. Now's the time. Like, you have nothing to do. And it was nice because no one else had anything to do. So you had a lot of resources. Like, mm-hmm. Zoom chat. When they show you a lot of content from, like, huge producers that would never, ever do post videos about this stuff right. or like posting videos so it's like not always it's easy to learn it's not easy to learn right way more complicated than you think it is i wish someone would have told me that yeah like three years ago be like dude like it doesn't matter if you think you know you have no idea you do not know what you're doing i feel like people at the top yeah. would say the same thing yeah. they're like i still don't know it's way is. harder than i imagine mm-hmm. like it's still like it's, every day it's hard but, I think there's a lot of people that have that mentality too. They're like, oh, was, I mean, you know, specifically house, but John's yeah. like house. It's like, oh, it's this one floor. And yeah. it's like, you know, the pattern, just because the pattern is there. Yeah. What would you say to like, somebody like that? They're like, oh, it's easy. It's like, it's just, you know, the yeah. same pattern. It's not easy. Yeah. It's like to keep, <laughs> to keep like a five minute song that has like close to the same beat, like right. interesting is like not. Yeah, very easy. Like it keeps a groove, especially in house. Yeah, that too. It's like, like you're making like a six, beat. like close to a six minute track. Like mm-hmm. it has to sound interesting, yeah. like throughout it, or it's just like drums. Yeah. How do you make it sound interesting? That was it's small little yeah, changes just, in the beat. Exactly. Like, just like adding like simple effects to like drums, bringing in like new sense, mm-hmm. new even like even like as much as like adding a hi hat, like. That you don't even realize as a listener. No. Like, you, I didn't even... I listened to a bunch of house music before I started producing. And I started producing, and I was like, oh, that's why it's cool. And then and it just sounds cool. You know? intuitively know it's cool. Yeah. You don't know exactly yeah. why until you get into it. Exactly. Yeah, that's about cool. when you're at sets now, too. You'll notice a lot of things. Exactly. You, you start to hear so it. much more. Mm-hmm. It's weird. So I just think that's true for... We look at their 
Yeah, we had yeah. We're having some traumatic flashbacks. <laughs> Jesus, we, had, dude, we, had, we had an interview with somebody <laughs> fantastic. Yes, it was really an incredible interview. And we look over and it had been recording for half. <laughs> so I have a little bit of anxiety yeah, about that. I'm sorry. Of, I just had to check. Of our blood As you should. <laughs> I saved like every file like yeah. 12 yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that that's true regardless of like the disciplines of like say you're doing martial yeah. arts or like dancing. Yeah. You have a background in dancing. Right. Like that before we started recording. Yes. And after we started checking the course. <laughs> just so we know where we're at. Yeah. Everybody. Exactly. Um, but you can notice patterns and things that people normally wouldn't notice if you have a, you just spent more time in the game. Yeah, you know? exactly. Which is interesting. Do you think? Because I, I wanted an excuse as well just to talk to you about your background yeah. in dancing too because that's super interesting. I mean, like, do you think that's helped you as a musician? Just knowing, understanding different art forms. Or I think, yeah. If you want to talk about that, like, share your experience. Yeah, I think they're like major. Awesome. So, like when I started DJing, dancing helped like a bunch because like I understood phrasing mm-hmm. and like counting music. Yeah, like there's like people that like listen to music their whole lives, like and they never like play or anything. So it's nice like you have to count music. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you have to be able to feel like a down and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like. When I started DJing, I mean, that's all beat matching in, like making sure the beat tracks sound good together. And so, like, I, like, it's funny, I picked up DJing because my friend wanted to learn, and that person couldn't learn and couldn't figure it out. And I was like, just give me, like, two weeks, I'll figure it out, and I'll teach you. Yeah. And I was like, I was just doing it for fun, and I like the music anyways. So I was like, all right. And I, saw, I taught myself in those two weeks, and I tried to explain it to him, like, this whole counting thing play here, blah, blah. They were like, I have no idea. Like, so then I kept DJing and I never learned. Was it a cool origin? It's great. Want to help somebody out and then you just take over. <laughs> was there a point in time when you were like, oh shit, this is something I actually like, I want to keep doing? Or was it just gradual, you like, it just felt natural to keep, keep DJing? Yeah, it just felt good because I was like, had like an easy progression with it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, Okay, this is fine. Right. Can I do this? I never even like when I started. I was never like, I want to play gigs. I want to open yeah. this artist. I want to. Wasn't like that at all. I mean, actually, like, when I started DJing, I wasn't really even listening to like music I could play, mm. which is DJ kind of got me into like. Okay, interesting. That wasn't what you it first started playing though. Yeah, like I had like listened to like Chris Lake, you know, like right. Night Bass, like that kind of like house, but nothing like. Republic ones, like those, like labels that I play a lot of now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was like, so when you learn how to DJ, everyone tells you you should learn house music first. Because it's easy to transition. Because it's right? easier to transition. It has like, it's like made for mixing. Right. Like house music is made. So it's like everything, all the phrasing's right, it all makes sense. You learn like that. Yeah. That's what I did. And then I never learned anything else. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself maybe moving into other genres and blending it up? Or is mm-hmm. that just a future you? The, the like closer thing to other genres is like techno. Other than that, other than that uh, no. I mean, I play techno in my sets every time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. Over the trance, do it. Always good for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> a 64, like, yeah, just get into the count zone. build. Yeah. <laughs> my friend, like, he, he had to play an all trance set because, like, he got drunk and agreed to it. 
And he was like, my friend, like, Henry always joke, he's like, he's like, I, I always get drunk and, like, accidentally get booked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I just agree to anything. I'll just say yes I, to I everything. love trance. I'll play trance. And I was like, dude, you're a holly. He's like, no, no. I I'll got play. it. And so he played, like, two. Actually, he played one and then asked him again. He couldn't say, he felt like he couldn't say no, so he played two. And he was like, I don't know how trance DJs have fun. He's like, like the builds are so cool. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm just standing there like with my, like, yeah, my hands coming. Hand. Like, I have coming. no idea. Like there's so many like spaces of nothing. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'll do the filter. He's like, oh, okay. You run out of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. well, I feel like when you're I'm sorry. No, you know, go. Brother, um when you are DJing, you need to leave. Well, maybe not so much. I haven't noticed this as much with house. It's got such a trend. not transpired like it meant. Yeah, you flow into it, right. but you have to read the audience and kind of gauge if you're going to keep hitting them with that like heavy shit. Or that shit's oh, totally going to get them because yeah. they just get overloaded if you just keep throwing like <laughs> all the spice at them. Yeah, like, I don't want any more at totally. a certain point. They just don't appreciate it. Yeah. Go, you're, yeah. Like, how do you gauge that as an artist? Um, like, is it just you? Is it different every set? There's certain structure it. I think it. Yeah, it definitely depends. Like every set, like. I mean, depend, depending on, like, how late you're playing to, like, get into it. Sounds but, yeah, but, I mean, if you're playing, like, a, if I'm just playing, like, let's just say, like, a peak time set, like, 11 to 12 or something. Mm-hmm. So, like, thing you have to make sure is, like, you don't, like, hit it just all the time, you know? Because you want to, like, give them flavors. That's, like, kind of what I, I like to do is just give a little flavor of, like, okay, we're going here with the vocal, and then it's, like, all right, I'm going to hit you with, this one has like a crazy baseline, you know. Mm-hmm. You kind of like That's just baseline, work, baseline, baseline. Yeah, baseline, just baseline. work through it, and then like if you notice like one of those songs, like really like they really enjoy, it's like okay, maybe I'll work more of that into it. I don't ever plan my sets because I feel like first of all, it's like way more fun being up there and like everything's just happening and be like, all right, right here on this drop, I gotta <laughs> hit play now. <laughs> Boom! Ah, it's like. I did that in the beginning. I think, like, in the beginning when you start DJing, it's good to plan your sets so yeah. you know they go well. Right. But then once you, like, cannot do that, don't. Kind of That's like where you want to be. Yeah, because it, yeah, it loses the flow. It loses the, like, mm-hmm. uniqueness. Yeah. Like, but it takes out the possibility to read the room. Exactly. For the most part, right? Yeah. yeah. Because it cuts off the relationship. Right. Because yeah. I actually, wow. at my set at Bins, I played, um, I was, uh, I was playing support for Ryan Shepard and I was noticing like that crowd for some reason, like really liked like vocals and like more like melodic kind of style. How do you notice that? And you just people start singing along, they're having a good time okay, and like cool. you play something else and they're just like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll play more of that, mm-hmm. you know? So then I worked more of that. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. You so watch the crowd animate up. Pretty much. Yeah. You yeah like, you're like, okay, they like sing okay, and like you tap like their that. feet. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. You know, man, <laughs> you slowly build it up. Yeah. I was I was wondering because the times that I have seen you play, you seem very focused. It's like you're really thinking things through. Which, yeah. And I was wondering if you're, you know, if you had your stuff planned out or if you're just on the fly thinking of songs that are going to go. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Um, shoot, I usually have one ready. Yeah, you dropped the ball. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, uh, a question I was wanting to ask you about producing house specifically. Like, when you go in to start a song, are you starting off with 
the the drum pattern just change every time, or like you go around the drum pattern and fill in, or like where do you start with the song? It depends on how I'm feeling that day. A yeah. lot of times, for me recently, I like to make like find a good kick and then find some kind of bass that fits with the kick, mm-hmm. and then I'll make. I usually try to make the bass line without any drums. Because mm. the bass line is super important, so I want the bass line to groove. Right. Um, I used to do it the other way. I still do it the other way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I don't want to like jump in and have to make a bass line. Like, I'd rather just set the groove, like you are saying. Yeah. Um, but I like doing the bass line one because then when I make the groove of the drums, I can make um, the drums like fit the groove of the bass line. Yeah. And then the track works more cohesively. I'm not good enough at making bass lines to do it the other <laughs> way. Like to be like, oh, slide this here. Oh, put this there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I do the bass line first and then the drums is a little easier. I don't, I use mostly audio samples. So it's like more visual for me. Mm-hmm. So I pull it over and did it. And I think like some of it is like dance does help a lot with that because I've been dancing since I was three, so I kind of haven't personally have a natural like have a natural like rhythm yeah. and stuff like that. It doesn't sound good. Then you know. Yeah. Well, you have a point in time if you're if you're hearing a track as you're putting it together and you're just like this this isn't it and like scratch it. Are you pretty good at having that? Like, I don't ever scratch it. If okay. anything, like what we were talking about before the recording, like I'll just keep it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a I have tracks there and maybe we'll open up again. Yeah. I do that every now and then when I'm not feeling like inspired like to make something. Mm-hmm. I'll either open an old file or I'll make like a like eight bar loop of drums and then right. save it. Or make a bass line, save it. Yeah. Find a vocal, make it with something and save it. Because then it's like I get I find like for myself that's the best way to like work with my workflow because I'm still making stuff. Right. Like there's still stuff being made. Like maybe it's not being finished. But you're making things happen. So then, oh, you just went to a show. Bam, you're super inspired. I want to make music. Oh, let's go. Yeah. I don't have to sit down and do the annoying stuff. Right. You know, I can pretty much just take it and just like, oh, that makes something. Oh, I'm trying to crap. Okay. Interesting. So it yeah. sounds like you're removing some of the obstacles that you don't want to deal with so that when you are inspired, you can just dive straight into it and exactly. not have to do. I've I've heard something like artists, um, like a uh, like drawing artists do something similar. So like they have everything set out and ready, so that when they feel like they want to draw, they like, go straight to the table and just exactly. I mean that's the thing on. too. Like even whenever I'm like making the very beginning of a track, I'm not even really like adding cues, adding like saturation, adding all this crap because mm-hmm. for me it it, it loses all my creativity. It's like oh that oh that transient peak uh, right uh, right there. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> oh that's good. It's like, yeah, I have no idea what I want to make now. Like, yep. like oh, sat- saturated right there. Some of my friends, they they're like, they've been doing it a while, so I think they like that kind of stuff comes second nature to them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the sound; it needs this, 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 this. And they're done. But for me, I kind of think about it more. And that takes away. From it the takes away from the creativity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll just do all that, and then once I'm not feeling like like I feel like the idea is out on the dog, and I'll yeah. And uh, once I feel like it's out on there, um, then I'll just go back and eat. I'll do all that stuff after. Yeah. 
That's right. So it sounds like something you do to kind of keep yourself in that, that pocket, like creative pocket. Yeah. Do you do other, have you, find, have you found anything else that's helpful to keep you in that creative pocket? Um, listen to like music you like while you're like making your music. Similar type music or does it matter? Uh, I don't think it matters. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I like, mean, I listen to house, but that's pretty much all I listen to anyway. So. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that's so interesting. It seems like producers either like they, that's all they listen to is the genre they produce, or they just like straight up won't listen to. It. Yeah, I don't know. I've always liked house music ever since I started listening to it. So yeah, I don't see it like changing. I mean, like if we're varying, like the variances would be like like different subgenres. Like, okay, tech house. Right? I don't like tech house. Like, I listen to something like Lainey. Mm-hmm. So like, only other thing I listen to that's night in house is like Mac Miller. Love it. Like, oh my god, Love Mac it. Miller goes. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna turn that. He's his own genre. Yeah, so yeah, like, this is good. This is good music. Okay, okay. We're done today. Let's listen to disco. You know? Yeah. Go back. Right on back into yeah. it. <laughs> well, it seems like you've had this just like since you've been like introduced to it, this deep love for house. You like went straight into it. Oh yeah. Was, did you know that automatically? Like, holy shit, this is this is incredible. Yeah, the first—I mean, the first time I like really saw house music live was Hard Summer, twenty eighteen. I think. Mm. Was yeah. that the famous? Uh, and so, sorry. What was the famous one? Uh, it's I'm blanking out. That's why I was. Well, so funny. I like bass music then, and I don't want to talk about bass music. I don't like it. And um, so <laughs> you that's not a topic discussion. But um, I was with people who liked house. They're like, yeah, come on. Uh, it's my headbang. Like, okay. So we went to the house <laughs> stage, and it was actually like Born Dirty. I think I, I don't know if you know Born Dirty is, but um, he's dope. He's really he's really sick. It's I definitely wouldn't like categorize it as like like in, it's not it doesn't fit into a box. Super groovy. Mm-hmm. He incorporates like breakbeats sometimes. Like he, he honestly throws a party. He goes off, and he was like the first like real house that I saw. And it was just like the energy from the crowd, like the music, like everyone's just dancing, and having fun. Like even just like people around you are just so like happy, nice. Like you know, say excuse me when they pass you. Right. You know, it's like oh, that attracts, oh. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is what it's like. <laughs> Not those angry bass heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And so, um, that's where I feel like I after that we like listen to like most houses for the rest of the festival. Did you, was twenty eighteen the year that uh, what I was trying to think of was I think it was Mala and DJ Snake did a back to back. Maybe it was twenty seventeen. Okay. I'm messing up on the years. Well, that could have been a different year too. So it was whatever year Fisher headlined because I didn't see it. Mm. Um. And there's a lot. I look at that lineup like now. I have to listen to it. I've had such similar experiences, like as that, like festivals I went to when I was first getting into the scene. Didn't really know right. what to be looking for, and I look back, like, oh shit, this was stacked. What was yeah, I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, boy, it's I would have been I here, 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 here. Yeah, yeah right. Getting down. I like the third stage. I should have been fucking yeah. there, dude. <laughs> You're like, dude, I saw Travis Scott. Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, nah, dude. Like, um, quick aside, are you going to Hard Summer this year? No. Okay, fair it's hot. Yeah, very hot. But it's a new <laughs> venue, right? I think so. Yeah, so it might be better. Yeah, this is my first time going, so um, I'm not sure. But yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, just drink a lot of water. Always, dude. <laughs> I, I mean, always, but I mean, for that one yeah. in general. Like, I think people... Well, the thing is, the raceway is just so hot. The year I went was the first year Insomniac cooked over, and they did some, like, shading things. It yeah. definitely helped. Oh, yeah. Still super hot. Because it's also like cement, right? So just trapped yeah. it in. Yeah, you're pretty much in the middle of the raceway, Oof. if that makes sense. So the outside, you're not in that. You're in like the grass part in the middle. Just a heat trap. Yeah. It's just a fucking yeah. heat trap. Who would you say, well, it sounds like that's what inspired you in the house music. What's your favorite set that you've seen live? My favorite part, but uh, I'd say... My favorite set so far would be Purple Disco Machine that crossed. Okay. That one was amazing. Um, other sets, MK at Cross 2 was really good. Um, probably every set I say will be at Cross. Um, <laughs> I would say those two, there's more that come to mind, but Purple Disco Machine is like one of the best sets just incredible yeah it was amazing like just the vibe like at the like stage mm-hmm. in general like was insane like people are like the full-on part people are like climbing the like speaker stand like i don't even know if he has any idea what's going on <laughs> it's just like this italian dude that's just like having fun yeah. he's just like this is cool yeah <laughs> and everyone in the crowd is just going wild yeah I feel like there's so much that goes into like an incredible, like over the top set. Oh yeah, you know it's, it's got to be the vibe, it's got to be the setting, it's got to, you know, like the DJ can produce music, but then there's so right. much other things going. Well, I mean, his track selection for that set is just bonkers. Yeah. So good. I mean, he has so many like just like good moments. It's just like I'm gonna play this edit of this like popular disco song, and it goes. It's really good. It's on. It's on SoundCloud. You should check it out. Yeah. Um, I always wondered, as a DJ, like, were you always the type of person to be recommending, like, music to people? Did you always have, like, a good ear for music? Yeah, I've always kind of been obsessed with, like, finding new music. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I was younger, like, I used to listen to a lot of alternative music when I was, like, 13, 14, like, some 41, oh, yeah. stuff like that. So I was, like, big Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, so, like, just finding, like, different... Finding different just like different music, like even like alternative bands with like just random people. Like mm-hmm. I went to work for like years in a row. Right on. You know, I was just like so I kinda like was festing at like if you think about it, it's like yeah. close. Yeah. It's like it's not what we do, but it's kind of similar. So it's like searching for music is what we do. Yeah. So I think of it as DJs like, like professional like music finders. Yeah. You know? Well, it's even weird now. I don't even, like, enjoy listening to, like, the same track. Mm. Like, I, I feel like I'm always looking for new music. Like, Something it's different. Like, I played it. I'm like, okay, this person has this playlist. Let's shuffle that. Oh, this is this. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, at the, I'm at the gym. Let's turn on a random mix. Okay. Right. Like, I, I barely, like... You're always just shuffling. Yeah. Songs I don't know. It's weird. Like, I just... Just, like, want to hear something new, you know? Something new. Yeah. Constantly trying to find something. Something, to... yes. Inspire. I so kind of keep you to the pulse of what's coming up and what's new. I think so. Nice. I like I like knowing like what like music's coming out and stuff like that. I think it's important. Like yeah, if you're like gonna follow be, the trend, you're right? gonna be like playing the music. It's like you don't want to be playing a track. It's like, you cannot be much those yeah. right now. Like, Dude, we danced to this like three months ago like, <laughs> for like the week it came out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. but. 
I still feel like, you know, it's good to play older music. Yeah. Like, play what you want to play. Like, you don't have to feel like you have to play the new stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, if you like that song, you think it's good. I wonder what the... It's funny, because there's, like, there's definitely, like, different areas. There's things when it's classified as new, and then, like, a big gray area where it's kind of older, but then eventually it becomes, like, a classic, yeah. and then it's cool yeah. to play it again. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's true. But it seems like music's moving so fast, especially with like electronic music. Yeah, like like you were saying, a couple, three, four months old. It's like yeah, it's old. Yeah, you know, that's that's crazy. Do you feel that is it a pressure as an artist to be continually? Is there a higher pressure to be putting out music consistently because things get older quicker? I think so. I think yeah. I think there is a pressure like now, like especially like the age of like social media and everything. Mm -hmm. Like we're used to like seeing new stuff. You know, or, yeah, it's like you you swipe you swipe down something you have swipe down something. You have. Yeah. So it's like we want to see, we want the newest coolest thing, you know. So I mm-hmm. think like that's kind of like going into like music in general. Like everybody wants to be putting out a new track. Yeah, it's random, but DJs on TikTok. Or is it already? I hope not. I don't. I don't. Everybody said that when we brought the only DJs TikToks that's like okay is Johnson because it's funny. If it's like if it's like you're being funny, like okay, that's dope. But if it's like oh dude, top five bro tracks of 2021, and it's just them like they're behind like the cheapest mixer they could find. It's like this big. And there's two of them. There's always got to be another one. The hype man, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah you need a hype man. And then they're not even. They're not even. They're, they're acting like they're DJing. And then it's just the track plays, and then it skips in the next one. Play this kid. Like, what is happening? Not even what, like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I've gotten so many messages from like people that don't really listen to electronic music, uh-huh. but you know they do things, so they have to tell me. And so they're like, "Dude, why don't you have a TikTok?" Like. And all the DJs are on TikTok. Like that's how you're gonna get big. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. I, yeah, I don't know I'm how to get big off TikTok. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, I don't. Yeah, I just can't imagine myself filming yeah. one of those. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take myself seriously. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, no, yeah, but then like, if you're doing it for fun and it's funny, like maybe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like. I'm not trying to bash anyone to make DJ TikToks like do your thing. Do you think? Like, dude, but it's not. It's not yeah, your bro, thing. Do your thing. Like, if that's your journey, like that's you. User it's just, it's just not for me, bro. All right, like do your thing. <laughs> does, does that does that frustrate you? Um, on the on the tune of the guy not even DJing. We have a buddy that works production at General Benz, and he sent me a video one time of a kid that was up there. He's an opener for an opener for opener, but. Um, he literally wasn't, he just pressed play on like a mix he had already pre-created mm-hmm. and like just wasn't doing it. He was yeah. trying to do things. Is that, is that frustrating or is it just like, eh, whatever. It's going to happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. I don't, I don't think like people, like, I don't know. I think it's just, yeah. and the more like technology you get, the more it's going to happen. I think if you're like trying to like actually be like a local, not even local, just like an artist in general, yeah. hopefully, you know the craft. Right. Right. Hopefully. If not, that's it's pretty also crap. It'd be kinda of interesting if you made it that far and you did Yeah. You didn't know the craft. Enough money you out. probably can do it. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. You're really doing it because you love it at that point. You know, I think some people like they see it as like a way to like they see so much success. 
Do you think it's like sometimes people get into DJing for the social status part? Totally. Because now it's like yeah, <laughs> totally. being a DJ. Totally. It's like, oh, dude, you're just a DJ. I DJed the party, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Walker's oh, party. Be yeah. that guy. <laughs> totally. Do people, that mix I threw up at. There. I mean, so many people. I mean, we live in a college town. I mean, how many DJs do we see open or play? You know, the big bars around here mm -hmm. that like you hear nothing from when they graduate. Yeah. You know, so it's like. Kind of just the, the town, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Other side of it, though, fun experience. Yeah. Appreciate. Which it is it. cool appreciation yeah. for. Which it, if there is an appreciation. For yeah. It. I think it's how you go into it. Yeah. Is it full ego or is it? Like, I think I enjoy doing this in something. There's definitely the DJ going. who loves being the DJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some. There's <laughs> I like, mean, we can't act we'll like we don't Steve. know that guy exists somewhere. Yeah. 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 There's always that guy. Yeah, that's yeah. just like, I am a DJ. I do jiu-jitsu, bro. I'm like that DJ. guy. Yeah. Or the guy who yeah. does jiu-jitsu. Or he'll tell or you the he's guy. the DJ. Yeah. Like, yeah. The venue guy. Always that guy. This is my venue. Yeah. It's a nice setup. I yeah. organize that. See that stand? That See the guy me. who did the, that. Was I bounced that. Yeah. Like, always that guy. <laughs> gets his has to throw it in there. Has to. Has to. You seem like you've been pretty well uh, traveled around town, especially Tucson. What's been your favorite experience in any of the, the local venues? Um, my favorite experience is I used to do a residency on Friday nights at Zen Rock. Mm. We called it Club Z. Um, got a cool ring to it. Yeah. Was cool. So that was my. That's probably my favorite thing, just because it was something that was like my own, and like yeah. I had like a couple of my really close DJ buddies. Um, it, I had them also like play with me so it was like our residency and we got to like focus in and like make something you know yeah. like oh let's make something happen yeah um yeah it was cool the first night the first night of it was absolutely insane. really yeah actually that that venue is really cool mm -hmm. like it has so much potential and it's just like they're i think they have a new owner and they're like trying to make a revival of it now good um, We'll see what happens. But the venue's so cool. It's like right there downtown. It's just I want some like something cool to happen with it. Isn't that the long one with the hanging lights exactly. and stuff? Yeah, it's so fun. It's so I, fun. I was in there one time drunk, but I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, the lights are dope. We yeah. were actually um we actually were supposed to get John Summit to come, but it got canceled for the COVID. It was like March twenty third or something like that. Oh, I literally literally, right. literally like six days after yeah. so I got canceled or something. But yes, yeah, so it was like we were like about to like mm -hmm. make it something, you know. So that was like our first like artist we were gonna bring. We we're gonna bring one every couple months. Yeah, but it was dope. It was a really fun. Have you guys had talks of bringing bringing back that residency? Um, or it's a new owner. New so owner. I don't, really so. know. I don't know what they're trying to do. Right. Um, they play a lot of Latin music at that bar, so I know mm -hmm. they they like Latin music. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I would be interested to talk about it. Make a good night. Good drink special. I think it'd be great. Yeah. House music doesn't like House music doesn't like What doesn't? Like house music. I was gonna ask you about the uh, how what's your what's your view on the, the scene in, in Tucson? I think it's awesome. Right? I think there's a lot of like amazing artists that work hard, that care about yeah. a lot, a lot of good people. Um it's just like there's so much like talent honestly in tucson mm -hmm. that there's not enough like people to come to those events we like actually got to showcase this talent like all the yeah. time yeah um it's just a smaller city you know it's just 
there's not like as many people as in Phoenix. Phoenix are in like downtown Phoenix. Like that's a there's like millions more people that yeah, come. That could but potentially this is a bigger come. city. Yeah. You know, a little more culture. You seem like you've been making pot shots over to Phoenix. Is that something you want to try and focus in on is getting spots over there? Yeah, I mean it's just a bigger scene. Yeah. Bigger crowd. More more people to connect to. Yeah. And totally doable to do for the night. So you like go out there and then like stay the night. Yeah, or... I haven't like really like seen like living in Tucson has like like brought any issues like mm-hmm. going over there and playing like especially Tempe, which is which is where I usually would yeah. be playing. It's like an hour and a half drive. Yeah. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. Some people like live an hour and a half away from work in three cities. Right. Just a shift. Pick yep. up a shift. Yep. <laughs> So it's not bad. Like even if I have to drive there and drive back, I've done that too. Just be responsible whenever you're on the So I thought it was interesting how you kind of noted that when you're playing uh, a show, it helps you with the production side of things. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's important to have that balance of playing? Because you see, some, uh, it seems like some DJs will either focus solely on producing and not be playing as much. So for you, it's important to have both. Mm-hmm. I think a balance is good too. Just because, like, I want to still be, like, connecting. and mm-hmm. I like DJing. I mean, like, I got into it DJing, so it's, like, it's something that fuels me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't imagine, like, taking out shows. You know, it's, like, okay, I'd have more time for music, but, like, I wouldn't <coughs> be in, like, as good of a mood, you know? Yeah. You wouldn't be, like, writing that, like, show feeling and stuff. Yeah. So, I like to have a, a balance. And if it's a cool show, I'm going to play it. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Sorry, I have to come back and throw it on the cross. Have you noticed a peak in like your uh, or a difference in your 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 uh, composing your creation of music now that you're back playing live shows? Has that changed your creative yeah, process? My, uh, I mean, it, it's hard to tell like exactly where it's coming from, but I, I think I feel more inspired now, and I think it's also helped that I've like been now producing like over a year, <laughs> so it's like it's starting to click. Okay. Yeah, but after like playing a show, it's like you just—I don't know. Like when I leave a show and it's like a good show, you're like you're on, you have like a high, and you're like, "Oh, that was so sick!" That drop, what was it? Yes. Yeah. You know, you can kind of like just feel the energy. So it's like after that, it's like I want to make music. You know, what's that makes sense? Now you say you go like if you're in that state, you go directly. How how? Uh, literally, do you mean directly? Because we were talking to somebody who says, like, if they're on that high, they'll literally go home from show and spend all night, like, writing. Is that you, or you're kind of just like... No, that guy sounds like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No way. No. There might be some Adderall yeah, good, involved. Yeah, there's something helping that guy. <laughs> and you know what? I'm proud of him. He's doing it. No, I gotta, I, gotta get, I gotta get some sleep. I mean, yeah. I, like, I also like having, like... Giving myself self like a little bit of like breathing room, just being like, okay, let's decompress. All right, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it helps. Yeah. I just, yeah. It's like, go, go, go. It's like, all right, make that track. Make it dope, dude. Boom. It's like, but I was like, all right, I'll go home and sleep. Wake up. Go to work. Go to work. All right, let's go. Yeah. This seems more sustainable, but it seems like certain artists just like to ride that red line. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think like, I think, like, maybe the more I, like, keep producing and, like, the better I get, it's, like, that, like, idea, like, goes from being, like, eight hours to, like, four. Mm-hmm. And I could see, like, 
when you already know, like, it's like, how long it takes me to make a track and how long it takes, like, a huge artist to make a track is probably substantial. That's time. Yeah. Yeah, so they probably, like, oh, I have this idea, okay, boom, boom, arrange it, and uh, they probably, I've heard people like mission track three hours. That's crazy. Where are you at right now? Uh, it takes, it takes me, like, yeah. like, I can get the idea done in, like, six an idea where it sounds like yeah. something where it's like okay this can work you can see it play out yeah yeah and after that I still have to spend a couple of days just making it sound cooler and better like something that's nice to hear but like six hours you're like okay that's a track mm-hmm. yeah let's make it better and then do you you shelf that once you get to that point you like you know, you know once you have the idea where it's gonna be you're just yeah, yeah, once I, once I, yeah, once I get into the flow, it's like, oh, it's, yeah, I don't let, once the song's, like, basically done, I don't, especially if I'm, like, this is dope. Yeah. You want to get it out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to just finish it done. Boom. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. It's also, like, kind of annoying, like, to keep the whole thing the same project. Right and will the song get old to you after a while? Totally. Yeah. You like, I mean, like, there's like artists that think their tracks are never done because they hear it a million times and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that would sound good." Yeah. Like, like, ah. Was yeah. it difficult for you to do your first ever release? Was there a lot of anxiety around it? Release your first. There, there was. Um, I was super lucky that I got on a label called Hot City um, Records out in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, small label, but the people that run it, they love. They have the songs called. Music and cool. the guys behind it, just, they're really great at just making you feel like confident about your music. They do a really good job of promo, they make sure you have all your materials, they make sure up to date on everything. So, just like having that, like, fluency with the, like my first releasing yeah. like, process was, was nice. And so, I didn't have too much anxiety. I was, I was a little anxious. I mean, like, your first song, but the track that uh, I'm talking about, Walk Away, that was my first. Like debut solo release, I put out an edit with a friend, Alex Anders, mm-hmm. maybe like six months before that. But that was your first. That was my first like debut low audio, like single. Which and is a sick fucking track, especially thanks. considering its thanks, initial release. I was happy because it didn't sound like just like everything. You know? Yeah, it has like it has like a flair to it, which like I mm-hmm. want like Absolutely. my music to have and have a little bit more of like that like European like tech house influence yeah. rather than like like the American like Dirty Bird side of like tech house yeah Dirty Bird side of tech house who's who's your go to when it comes to if, if you're getting a little stale like your ears a little stale mm-hmm. in the song who do you go to to have like listen to it or like just be like hey how is this sounding or anybody anybody like John John Summit is like the man right now mm-hmm. that's like that guy is just every track the man yeah like he hasn't put out a bad song and his percussion is so like crisp and tight. Think about his tracks is they're not really that complicated. Mm-hmm. They just flow really well and the arrangement is just so clean that it takes away sound back in so it never gets boring. Yeah. Is there do you do you put much thought into like not over complicating things? Because I've noticed certain things with some of my some of my favorite artists. It's like this isn't like super right. involved, but it just sounds good because of maybe part in part of the simplicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, people talk about all the time, like, overproducing 
mm. like they call it like, overproducing drive. Mm. And I think with newer producers, like that's like a problem. Like even sometimes with me, I sometimes I'll just like when I'm making a track, it's like I'll, every sound I think is right, I'll put in, and then I'll listen to it, and then I'll be like, I'll take out that song. So I'll like I'll start with a lot, and then I'll just triple it down, triple down what it needs. Yeah. Uh, so overproducing is definitely a thing. Like house music is like you want to keep it simple, uh, like concise idea. Sometimes the best songs is just like songs with a good vocal, like a good lead, mm-hmm. good bass line. So, yeah. That's all you need. It's like, I was like, so I did the Repopulate Mars um, production course. The, the Lee Foss put together a bunch of amazing artists to do like a four week, I think it was, like session. <laughs> so I did that, and one of the teachers was Detlef, and he opened this track of music, please. I don't know. It was like a huge huge festival track like 2019 September around that time mm-hmm. and it literally had like 14 channels in it. really like yeah it had like nothing like it was like baseline kick clap two hi-hats the vocal that was it it was like Simple. yeah it was like amazing and yeah. he was like you don't have to do much <laughs> like just do it right literally and it was like literally like that's his biggest track to date and he was like he was like, yep, the bass line was good. I just mm-hmm. knew what to do. And I was like, this guy is an yeah. And that song, if you listen to it, it's so good. Like, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's called Music Please. That looks never heard. So it only has like 14. 14 channels. Yeah. That's crazy. And like, I think, like, my walk away track has like seven, eight. Is it really? Yeah. So if you think about it like that, like I've seen like other people's projects that did like the hundreds. So if you think about it like that, it's like, oh, like you did that with that. Yeah. And then it just makes it more difficult too because it's hard to mix then too. And like, yeah. you know. Yeah, you run into like, I mean, the more stuff you use, you run into more mixing. Make it hard for yourself. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a way, putting more of those barriers towards the, you mm-hmm. know, the process of just being creative, just get those out of the way to right. make it more difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great if you even have to be complex because you need a simple process, right? If you do the fundamentals correctly, you create something yeah. really powerful, beautiful. But just try to get to that point where you get captured. Yeah, exactly. Where you, you just know what you need. Know. Like, I just need this, you know, this other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So just capture whatever you're exactly. feeling in you or whatever right. that sound is. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Do you, how much do you involve like intention setting in your life, if at all? intention setting mm-hmm. I don't do like much of that anymore I mean I definitely like like I definitely believe like you gotta like have goals like project yourself like, mm-hmm. you know like I like in my apartment like I have like a little audio flag you know like so then like I can like, you, know have, what you're you know what I mean like remind yeah. myself of that that's um, cool I talk I'm really lucky I have a real close net group of friends who like I can, we can talk about like our goals, our dreams, yeah. all that stuff. We talk about music. And I think that's good. I think like being able to like talk about it keeps it like in your mind. So then like keeps you working hard. So it's like, okay, I know this. Yeah. yeah. Seems like you're surrounded by, you said it yourself, you're surrounded by it. Yeah. Yeah. People mm-hmm. that support you in your goals. Yeah. And like probably we spend the most time. Right. right. Probably do exactly. things to you. So yeah. You're on the shit going in that direction. You know, mm-hmm. the 
literally all my friends are DJs. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, yeah. It's weird. Like, sometimes <laughs> it's also, like, crappy because you're like, oh, all of us are playing a gig this night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's like, who's gonna, like, we had that, like, a few times, like, who's gonna come? Yeah, like, uh, who's, I'm not, I can't show up at you. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's like, who's gonna... you guys go to different gigs? Yeah. Like, I know, I've like, done that. Meet, yeah. Like, ready break. Or, like, even sometimes, like, um, back in the day, we used to play more bars than, like, show shows. Yeah. We would all just, like, it's like, oh, the homie's playing over here. Let's go over there and support him. It's like, all right, he's, uh, we're gonna go over here and support this guy, or we'll, like, jump around to, like, different gigs. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Kind of like a side thing. But what's your, because you have, sounds like you got a great support base, you got your head right, and you're going in a good direction. But what's your opinion and your perspective on getting managers when you're kind of trying to climb up through the industry? Do you think it's like necessary, or do you think you have a good support base, like you're saying, you really need it? I think I'm just curious to see your. Opinion. I think it depends on who you are as an artist. I I don't think there's like in anything like music wise, anything is like this is what yeah you know like there's yeah, nothing just like your that. Opinion, but but my opinion, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. I think the hardest part about being like a solo act is like you can't like you don't have anyone to talk to stuff about. Mm-hmm. Like this is my idea. Like is this cool? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Dope. You know, but if you don't have anyone to, like, guide you or give you an opinion, it's, like, it's really easy to go back on yourself. Balance it off of yeah. yourself. And, like, and like, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't do that. Oh, I shouldn't release this song. So it's nice to have, like, to start creating a team, mm-hmm. you know, of people you trust, too. Mm-hmm. That's important, too, is because, like, if you get big in, like, two years, three years, it's, like... How do you navigate that? How are, yeah. Like, are you going to take a manager that you just met? That just right. wants you to make him a lot of money. Or are you gonna have like a homie yeah. who you like trust that has like literally been there yeah. from like nine to nine? So I think it's good. I think if there's someone you know that believes in you and believes in you enough to help you achieve your dreams and be okay if none of you are making money yet, mm-hmm. I think yeah. definitely. The reason I like asking that question too is just like there's the kind of red stain or bloody red stain when it comes to management company sometimes when they compromise profit. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. And then there's this fear I can't feel from young artists mm-hmm. when they're coming up or that would be authentic. You're never going to take less out. Yeah. Do my thing. And like, I don't want that to be taken from me. Maybe if this podcast does anything, it's cool to like help educate people. Right. Oh, totally. What it's like through actual artists going through the field now. Is it, what's it like yeah. getting a manager? Not all evil. How do we work? Yeah. Well, I actually, I don't know. I actually have a friend who acts as my like manager. It's like something like as of recent. It's like Scott got Lilene. He runs like the live stream. He manages me and like a couple of my friends. But it's very like loose management thing. It's kind of like he's like helping us out, and like when he like hears of opportunities, he helps us, and like vice versa. Um. He's, he's like my go-to guy about all things. Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this track? Like, he's like one of my biggest supporters. Um, and it's just something, one of the things like he wanted to, the hardest thing about like starting to be a manager is like you need artists, right? Like what artist is going to want to take you on if you don't have artists? You don't know what, yeah. Right? Yep. So, I mean, he's like, he started with us like promoting. 
whenever we did more club shows, we were more DJs, he did a lot of promotion. And then he started like running his own Instagram live, like interview thing for an hour with artists. And then through that, you know, his connections were just ins- like just blowing up. I mean, he gets to sit down with like Lil Clark and like massive names. He sat down with Omno, just all stuff. And he's like, dude, like I have the knowledge. I have the like I'm learning so much. I have yeah. contact. Like, just trust me. So yeah, I trust him. He trusts me. So it's been a really good thing for me so far because I don't have to worry about the. There's so much backside of things. Yeah. That you have to like, like, oh, I gotta be at this thing, it's this thing. If I can't be at that thing, Scott's at that thing. And he's doing that thing for me. Yeah. Other people it takes more of those things yeah. out of the way. I mean, it, exactly. You know, it takes a village for sure to yeah. get it all to go down. No one's gonna be able to talk to somebody. So. Well, it's cool to hear, and like, people like Scott, that like, it seems like he's in it for, you know, some of the better reasons. Yeah. And I think that's what the, perception that you're talking about in management is that it's more like the motivation is more towards the money so it's you know it's cool to hear that managers are just genuinely want to support like like acts and, and make things possible for you right you know they're out there and yeah he, i mean he got into it because he loves it yeah and so he just wants to be around he did he never wanted to be the dj he's like i don't want to be the dude yeah you know he's like i don't need to be the dude yeah like, i just want to be like a part of it and i like, feel like i'm helping you know? mm-hmm. like, so I think that's why you like want to go to manage around. Yeah. Good team, man. Sounds like a good team. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, what do you think are some of your five five year intentions, like goals, ten year goals, like landmark? Yeah. You know, wherever you're aiming at. I think like in the next like like I wouldn't say five years, but that's too long. But like in the next few years, like mm-hmm. I want to see myself like have like steady releases on like major labels. Yeah. Um, definitely want to like be consistent with myself and like make better music. Mm-hmm. You know, always just making better music. Um, I mean, I'd love to play like in five years. It'd be dope to play like DC, you know, major major yeah. festivals. Yeah. Um, I feel like in five years, it's like an attainable goal to be able to like be playing like club shows out of state. Mm-hmm. Like ten years, I want to be headlining. Maybe have my own label. That's something you'd want to consider doing a doing a label route. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like all the best like artists have labels. Yeah. I mean, like it's to the point where you're like just making music and like you're like this is me. Like I want to put it on my label. I don't. I want to get all the money. Mm-hmm. It's not about the money, but. I mean, yeah, no. a percentage of it. Well, especially absolutely. with Spotify now, yeah. too. It's and very I mean, hard to make yeah, money on Spotify. You don't make a lot of... I mean, like, honestly, you don't make really much money at all from music releases. The money you make is, like, playing gigs. Yeah, sure. Playing I mean, shows, more merchandise, merchandise right? exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, once you build your brand, mm-hmm. you know, like, build it more. Like, now have a label. Yeah. I mean, even DJs, like, Omnom, I'm pretty sure, his, like, newest album was also... That's so dope. Yeah. Song Holo's doing that a lot. Yeah. Just self-release your music. Yeah. I mean, I can self-release my music too, which everyone can, but I mean, as a smaller artist, it's harder to like get the traction if it's yeah. just you because you yeah. don't have that, a name helping you, you know? Exactly. And it's got to be so cool to be able to extend that to other people once you get to that yeah. point, you know? It's like, I, I needed that at one point, so I'll yeah. provide this to people that exactly. I Exactly. Yeah. And That's we cool. all like, 
like one of the reasons why I actually started my radio show is because I like wanted a radio show to listen to that had like the music that I would like play in my sets. Yeah. But what is your radio show called? It's yeah, so it's called the Lowdown Radio. You can like check it out on my uh, SoundCloud. Just search me Low Audio with a zero. You'll find it. I have five episodes up now, I believe. Um, and yeah, I just started because it was just like I listened to a ton of radio shows. Like that's like one of my favorite ways to stay up to date mm-hmm. with all things new music, whatever's happening. So I listened to a bunch, and I was like, I, I love listening to them. So I was like, I want to create something with like my vibe, mm-hmm. like my vibe as an artist that like somebody can check out once a month. Yeah. And I want to talk about it because I love music. So I just want to be able to find my two cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this. And the reason I listen to a lot of radio shows is like listening to new music. It's like you want to know what that track is. Like at least for me, it's like, oh, that track was dope. What track was it? It's like, oh, now I gotta go, gotta go here. I gotta search. I gotta, I gotta try this. So it's like, cool how radio shows are coming back. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, because there's that wholesomeness, you know. Like right, I think it's good, and I think it's like it's way easier for me just to tell you what the track is than to like post it. And now I actually make a Spotify playlist that has the tracks from my radio show in the playlist in the same order of yeah, I played. That, so, that facilitates that connection between you and everyone exactly. else. Exactly. Which then facilitates you as a DJ exactly. and producer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's cool. It's cool because it's like just a, it was just another thing to like help build like the brand I'm trying mm-hmm. to make. Yeah. And it's like, does it, do a million people want, like listen to it? No. But like it's fun for me. Yeah. I enjoy doing it. I'll probably continue to do it for the time being. Like I don't plan on stopping. Yeah. So well, it feeds into your search for music that you're looking for. Anyway, exactly. You know. Yeah. I think a rule of thumb that we've been operating on is like if it's fun and we enjoy doing it, like what, what does it matter? Just keep doing, yeah. doing those things. You know. It kind of creates your own little planet. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or keep one less equal shop. Right. Have you tossed around any ideas in your head about like when you do want to start moving towards the label, like like what you would call it, like any of the details about it, like who you'd if you were to start one tomorrow, like who would you have on it, and like and what would you name it? I will. It would be like Lowdown Records. Lowdown Records. Okay, I was wondering because that's that's got a ring. It would be yeah, like something like that. And I would just I would have like the homies on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any shout out? Anybody you want to mention? Shout outs. I mean, like, all like the homies are like Lance Fairchild, um, Alex Andres, Zaw up in Phoenix, my boy uh, Mick White. He hasn't. He started producing. He doesn't have any music out, but he does scratch. Probably one of the best DJs in all of Arizona. Um, who else? Zule, Lafon. Rare, um, just to name a few. I mean, everybody, everybody's a homie. That'd be so cool to have a local, local Tucson label. Would be needed. And my thing, I think the city's built up to it's going to over the next couple of years. Yeah. I don't think it's going to run out of water. <laughs> Real possibility. It is. It's serious. No, it's like 2030. It's hot. It is. It's not going to rain. But if it, we did have that here, that would be mm-hmm. fantastic. Because you're talking about what's out here. Yeah. Just give someone the funnel and connect with people right. in some of these other places or shows, have a better local scene. I can see it. Yeah. 
<laughs> there's there's people that started there's labels in Phoenix that started. Um, um I'm pretty sure Rare and Cursor, I'm pretty sure they're trying to they have a something called Dark Paradise Collective and I'm pretty sure they're trying to build that into a label and that, that would be Tucson local. Yeah. But they yeah. mostly so I think they have like trap and house so far that they released mm-hmm. with that's yeah. Welly, well, welly. Only well, welly. We reach a certain point where we like start running out of steam in in our uh, in our interviews. Mm-hmm. I think we've hit that point, but yeah. But I mean, is there anything you want to you know anything coming up that you want to you know, let us know about while you're on the show with us? That we should um, look out for, and also be like follow. Yeah, I'd just say follow me on Instagram. Low underscore audio with zero. I'm that handle on everything Twitter. Uh, I have a bunch of new music that'll be coming out. I'll be playing shows in the area, Tucson, Phoenix. Um, if you follow me, you'll get updated all that stuff. Nothing like, I think I'm planning on self releasing a tune like in August. Okay. Yeah. Right on. I've been playing in my set. So also. Cool. Yeah. It has a a vocal in it that I can't get cleared, so uh, I'm just gonna self release it. Okay, so I don't dive too deep into that. But how does that process work? If you're going to release something, you have to like clear everything with who, what? Like, uh, like I mean, if you like sample like mm-hmm. something from like by like the like, current game, yeah, I did do that. Um, can't get it cleared. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want you because, well, because if you do get it cleared, they're gonna want money of it, and you're already gonna make no money. So, so it's like, like what's, what's yeah. The... So it's like they're not gonna make the yeah. They're not gonna make them any money. So they're like, I don't want you associated with my brand. Yeah, you know. Okay. You do. You can get vocals cleared though. I mean, it does happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it also helps a lot of labels now. What they do is if like a popular vocal, they'll get like a vocalist to record it. Um, that's not the original recording artist. Interesting. So they'll record it, sounding very similar. Yeah. But, but it's since not. it's not them, now it's considered like a cover, so it's easier. So it's not you're not paying the recording artist because you're not using the recording artist's recorded. voice. Intro. So now you're paying more for like the rights to like the creative content. Words, yeah, essentially, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's I think the business behind music is so fascinating. Yeah, you know, it's a favorite people like that you own. Yeah, because then if you get copyright, right. and you're trying to get well, I think maybe it's a good thing to really. We thought we were at But well, what I think is the hard thing about like with house music still happening and like electronic music. I mean, it was like based on the fundamentals of sampling, mm-hmm. right? Like using this person. To make this sick track, blah, yeah. blah blah. Well, back then, you didn't have SoundCloud where I want everyone to hear this. Like, hey, oh, I'm gonna post this on Instagram. Yeah. Twenty five thousand people, bam! Whoa, what's that? Yeah. yeah. So like, it was just like you're more private, more mm-hmm. like in the like where you had. It's like if you did release it, it'd be on like a small like label that was probably just for your city. Right. You know, right. like you went to the record store and that's how you found that song. Yeah. So like now with it getting bigger, I think there's also like you have to it has like. Big artist, you have to protect that. 
like, like you own that. Yeah. yeah. Like that's your property, you know. Like you wouldn't I wouldn't want anyone to like steal like and make a baseline off yeah. of my track mm-hmm. and, and make money off and make money off of it. Like I made that. So yeah. I get it for both ways, but if you look at it as an artist, it's kinda of makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Right, I think I don't think you shouldn't be able to release anything because of someone being like, Oh, that's my voice. Like there's like even some DJs that make a remix and they like the artist finds out about it and they don't even want them playing it. And they're like live sets. And they'll shut it down. They're like, yeah, they don't play that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they won't shut it down, but they'll like find them or something. Yeah. yeah. But they don't well, just look at the profit that most people are making mixing songs with you know, another artist's work and everything. It's just marketing for that artist, you would think. say. And then you you're not think. making that much money in yeah. mix. You really don't make much money, I feel like, unless you're yeah. producing. Exactly. I know. It's weird. It's it seems weird. like It seems like a whole circle. It's yeah. a it's, like, it's very like messy. Yeah. It's all, like, yeah. And it's it, there's so much gray tape, like so many mm-hmm. like, yeah. like you don't even know. I mean, I don't even really know. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I know. <laughs> a little bit. Do you know you know? <laughs> do you do? I don't know. Maybe I just don't know that I know. But I might know. I might know. Yeah. <laughs> Anything I said could be wrong. <laughs> but it yeah, isn't. Disclaimer. But it isn't. <laughs> I know that I know not. Should we try a new segment of things we have? <laughs> yeah, well, it could be what this was. You know? It's actually this one. Oh my god. It's <laughs> a new segment. Shit, we don't know what we're talking about. We're, yeah. talking about. we're finalizing the name. We are. Yeah. Very professional. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be spotted by the thing right now. I'll show later. I'll spot it General? Oh, I don't know. That was a question. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <I'm Uber. laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> no. He's like the worst route. We're shutting down. Sorry, guys. This oh, is the last episode. Um, um, I don't know. I, we haven't had issues yet. I think it depends on how big you are. Like, yeah. If you're one of the bigger podcasts, your names will actually look through and then probably decipher it. I've never heard the canonical anime, or not anime, but the canonical um, podcast, Your Rogue Experience. Well, you just have to put it to explicit, so you release it as explicit, so that kids theoretically don't uh, stumble upon some curse words. Yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't stumble upon this. <laughs> or they should, you know, they look at low audio and they look out the end. And they're like, God. <laughs> <laughs> so then they see what, what the industry's like and they want to start. Like, I you think it's a- just like me. Do you think it's uh, effective to censor kids? This is, this, sorry, very broad Whoa, question. Okay. But like... This is what happens after an hour. And we just start getting weird. Um, this is the disclaimer again. Yes. Talking about shit. That we're not qualified to talk about. Potentially with low audio doesn't want to talk about today. But we can talk about it yeah. a little bit. And you can happen if you want to. Do you think it's effective to, to censor what kids intake? Like, Jeez. do you think, like, by, by, by no, like, like trying to very liberal point limits what somebody's in, like as a kid intaking? Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe in the, sh- in the short term, like you don't hear those words, but you're gonna, you're gonna hear them anyways, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a more liberal point, but I think that it's better it's to just be expose them. I mean, I think it's boundaries. I don't know. I think it's like I think you should just let it like naturally. Yeah. And sometimes people will like put rules in that enforce things naturally. I think just really to let it happen. 
Like it's not like waste. you're like kids like three years old. You like sit them down. You're like you're gonna watch. There's probably like, somebody who's done but that. You're yeah. saying like should you like not sense I, yeah. I feel like all right, yeah. let's go the opposite route. You ever seen a clockwork horn? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Uh, I was just seeing what dude the other guy's That's what I'm thinking. Three rolls of yeah. Scotch that, tape, not that. I'm like, I don't think you should do that. Like, I think you should No. Maybe. 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 The shit we should not talk about. Okay, the age, <laughs> we can debate about and the I age. I am the best example. <laughs> three, three, three is a little early, maybe. Well, for, you're getting that, though, that they make it political now. Now, now we're getting How is that political? Oh, no. so, you're making it political. You just made it political. I'm saying I'm about to say something political is going to make it. But you're, what, you're figuring out me. Because we're in a conversation together, <laughs> not that. Um, Dick Cheney like started policy for that. He did. And don't fact that. Hard shit. Do. Oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but he, his policy was that you censor a bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. You got a lot of crap for that. And then Eminem with references and stuff. Uh-huh. And so on. You're censoring the CRC. Fuck this guy. Yeah. I don't know the rest of the lyrics. But he was upset. Yeah, that word, that was impressive. Even like NWA was like censored. Yeah. yeah. And then that's like, are you allowing expression or not? But then he's doing that because he wants to like keep the country pure, I think. Mm-hmm. And then that's like, pushing control of my what you're saying. So just like kids. 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 Then should you have rules? Yeah. How much? You're I think a good parent would. Should we eliminate parents? We don't need parents. We can can grow up in the lab. You just turned this question. (laughs) 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 Then it's like, do you need a parent? Yeah. Not really. Just grow up in the wild. The wolves. Yeah, but I'm saying that's what I call the Mm-hmm. Structure is why they're restricting and having causing not to break down. Something effective in the long run would be my. I also think like you know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like the intent. Yeah, it's yeah thing, that's the point. Like, like just having a like it be silent, like where it's like you're almost drawing more attention. It's like why am I? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why is it weird? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they really yeah. focus on. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good focus. That's like maybe if we didn't make it taboo to do that, it would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Like people don't get exposed to things that should be treated in a way. Yeah. I feel like every kid's like, because there's the taboo there, they want to uh, do those things that they're not supposed to, or say those things they're not supposed yeah, to. And then it's about like, it. Yeah, it's like counter, counter, to, counterproductive. Yeah, unhealthy. Yeah, unhealthy. So it's not saying all the time. saying like the unhealthy. Ah, uh, okay. Not the healthy mm. Is there healthy fun? I think so. Yeah, that's just like, like, like a band-aid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 uh, <laughs> hard left. Do you like moshing? <laughs> what? Do you like moshing at shows? No. Okay. I just took a hard left. I heard uh, punk. I was just thinking about moshing. I just like moshing. And if you mosh the house, Oh, dude. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. Like a cardinal <laughs> Yeah. Like, there, you, like get looked at that? Yeah. At dusk, one, I had to shut it down. At dusk, we were at Wax Motif. And oh, dude, that was at that set. That was exactly the set I was thinking. Fucking great set. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was a bunch of kids. I'm like, guys, this is not fun. every song. Yeah. It was like right next to me. Like, I get it. Wax is good. I fucking love that set. But I don't want to say the place. <laughs> so, like, How do you even wax like Bosch? They, they were drunk. Oh, yeah. I'm the drunk. Yeah. Basically. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you ever had anybody like like doing stuff during your set that was like annoying, or do you not even are you like zoned in? No, nothing. Nothing like really annoying. I don't yeah. think nothing comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I haven't played like a million sets. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I've never like really been annoyed like on the Yeah. I think you have to be pretty focused. I don't know how much. Well, you said you got to pay attention to how the people are reacting to the music. It takes like an interesting kind of focus. Like you don't have to be like super focused, but you have to obviously pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah. Like have a plan. Like, mm-hmm. this, the song you're playing is going to be prepared. You got something. You ever drop the audio at all? Oh. Oh, no, not, I mean, not, like, on accident. Not on accident. Yeah. Yeah. I love, like, buddy, he's much better about it now, but when he was getting started, he would, like, drop the audio and just start screaming and cussing. <laughs> Fuck, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, just ride it out. Pretend yeah. like you meant to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pause for effect. Go. <laughs> oh. Alrighty. I think we were going to call this uh, an end before we jump back into another round of questions yeah um but yeah it's been a pleasure dude um thank you for for being on the show i know it took us a little bit of time to get this done but i'm glad we uh we sat down oh no dude thanks for having me mm-hmm. it was fun dude i appreciate what you guys are doing like getting the local scene involved and talking to them giving them a chance to talk about what they're doing instead of just voice seeing them do it that's good yeah it's been so it's been it's been a lot of fun yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Cheers. That is the conclusion of our episode with Jeff, Low Audio. We hope you enjoyed the episode half as much as we enjoyed recording it. It was an honor to sit down and really get to know Jeff. Um, next week, we're looking forward to sitting down with Steph. Steph is an artist manager from Ontario, Canada, who manages a collective of combined five artists that make up the collective named Subtle But True. They're really interesting for a lot of reasons, and we get a good chance to sit down with Steph and really get to know her and what it takes to be a manager and really behind the scenes of some of the managing companies out there. Uh, It's a really inspiring story, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. So please take a second if you enjoy what you're hearing. uh, Take a second to like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff, and we hope to see you next week. Stay caffeinated.